Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome to Standing By, an after-show special with our star-studded cast of The Bystanders, hosted by creators Jacqueline Hales, Ash Lindsay, and myself, Heather Morris. You may know today's guest from his quirky character in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or his survival skills in Maze Runner. Get ready for the so, so charming and top-notch performer that is Ki Hong Lee. Enjoy. Bunny didn't deserve to die like this. When I came home that night and saw Bunny's lifeless body laying there looking like a bloody block of Swiss cheese, I... I did what any of you would. I reached out and tried to help, but it was... It was too late. Oh, yeah. He's definitely gonna cry. I held her in my arms and so much blood, you guys. So, so much blood. Thank you, Kihong, so much for joining us today. Yes. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, I understand you were 2014 People Magazine's fourth sexiest man alive. But we want to ask you if you were, <laughs> you seem like you hate it. <laughs> Covering his face. Kihong, I did not know this. This is awesome. I know, I love it. <laughs> Okay, but if you were to choose 2021's fourth sexiest man alive, who would your go-to be? Oh, shoot. I should have thought of these answers beforehand. Um, what a question to lead this <laughs> Right? <laughs> we got to get, get to the, the down and dirty. We have to know. <laughs> oh, man. Like any shows you're watching that you're like, ooh, yeah. But fourth, remember, we don't want fourth. We don't want number one. one. I know you're fourth <laughs> sexiest. Oh, yeah, who's, that's been, who's been really good lately? Who's been like Ooh. really awesome? Yeah, who has been really awesome lately? I can only think of the guy from um, what's it called? I can't even think right now. Netflix. Uh, Jean 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 the Bridgerton guy. Bridgerton. You know yeah. what I'm going to say? Have you, know say. you know what I'm going to say? It's going to be controversial. You know what, what are you going to say? The octopus from the octopus teacher. The octopus <gasps> teacher. I don't know. Have you guys seen that? Yes, I love that. that. It's a a documentary called the My Octopus Teacher, and it's it's kind of creepy. But the guy, (laughs) he's like a he's like a diver. (laughs) He's like a diver, but like he he uh, visits this one octopus like every day for like a period of uh, I don't know how many years or something, and he learns life lessons through this octopus. He like really bonds with this octopus. Wow. Yeah, teaches. But I kind of like this. Yeah, I don't know how I haven't seen this. I'm like an ocean fanatic. It's, it's on amazing. Netflix. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are. You guys, Jacqueline has showed up many times. 
in shark apparel. <laughs> Jacqueline has showed up many times in shark apparel, more so for my children, but also because she's such a fanatic. Of, you think it's for your children. You think it's for the children, but it's really not. It's like it's for kids. <laughs> and then she like kind of tries to bring up sharks more often than I think they do. Give us a fact. I Give know. us a fun like, fact. You guys want to know something? Well, here you go. What they want to know. Um, I love that answer. I loved that movie. It, uh, you're right. There's creepy aspects to it, but it's also like, it's just so endearing. Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so amazing. What a concept. Footage. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the cool. footage is, is beautiful. And just the yeah. message of how, uh, an animal can teach this person about life and, and everything. And it, it seems like it gave the person clarity about a lot of things and achieve like this Zen like state you know, from this octopus. So it just goes to show that like inspiration is everywhere. You can learn anything from anything if you just have an open mind, which I think is a good message. So they say octopus are great like one of the most like paralleled intelligence to humans in the fact that like they're almost like alien like, like there's so many features about them that are unlike anything on earth. Like the octopus planet, in this movie seems like alien-like. It's she's incredible, just the way she moves, and then her intelligence you you see come across, like you're saying, and her um, capacity to like to feel to connect to this human is very. Yeah. It, it's cool. It, yeah, totally. Alien. I, I didn't. I didn't know that octopuses were octopi. Were octopi. So, I said it wrong. They're so intelligent, and um, intelligence is sexy. This is a great through line. I didn't even know this about octopi. Octopus is octopus. Octopus. Octopi. You learn something new every day. Yeah. That's a great answer. Um, Okay, so Kyle Shittles is our one neighbor out of all of our neighbors at Noble Apartments that is actually neighborly and fun-loving, sweet, and compassionate, thinking about others, Kind of uh, like, he's like our lovable loser, Paul Rudd type. What drew you to this character? Everything you just said. <laughs> it's so perfect. Oh my God. I was going to say like, I just love the the genuine innocence and um, almost naivete that Kyle brings. But also when you comp it to Paul Rudd, he's an amazing actor. Um, yes. Uh, I wanted to Paul Rudd up. Kyle Shittles for sure. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> but it's no, so it's, fun. he's just a fun, he's a fun character to do because I don't know, there's something about him just coming from such a genuine place and um, every, like everything that he does, every actionable verb that I use to, you know, uh, in terms of like acting vocabulary, right? Like you use, uh, what's an actionable verb that you can use in this line, especially with VO. What am I going to do with mm-hmm. this line? It's like, just be truthful. Just be honest. There's no ulterior motive to this. So it was very mm-hmm. clear to me his, what his MO was in every line. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was just really refreshing to play because nowadays you, you also in life and also the state of the world, it's like some people say one thing and they really mean something else. And it's like, you know what? Let's just, let's just be clear. And to play and somebody who is just... Yeah. Authentic. Transparent. Authentic and hundred percent transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just found that refreshing. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> well, you killed it. Yeah, he's such a fun yeah, character. He's... he's just he's so fun. And you well, get 
feel good vibes every time your voice comes into the room. There's just like, oh, Kyle's here. Oh, <laughs> Kyle's yeah. here. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for creating this character, though. Really. Yeah. Our Duh. pleasure. It was fun. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, straight to the point. There it is. Duh. Duh. Love it. <laughs> um, speaking of Kyle and, and how, you know, getting you involved in, in the character, when uh, we were looking to cast this character, this fun, lovable loser. Um, I had brought up, brought your name into the mix and I was showing the ladies just, we were looking up um, clips from stuff that you had done. And I came across the web series you and I did about a decade ago called mother lover. And that's where we met. And I remember the character that you played on there. And I showed them clips from that. And that character was such a fun, lovable loser, but just, so down and so exciting and so fun to listen to. So do you find that work in this industry begets other work or how are, how are you at the auditioning, the auditioning world and have you become a master at auditioning and what's your experience with auditioning? <laughs> There's like 10 questions in that one question. <laughs> it's like, do you find that more work comes because you worked with someone or do you, are you just a master at auditioning? <laughs> I think it's a combination of both. I'm not a master at auditioning, you know? I mean, I don't think anybody is, right? I mean, auditioning is such a strange beast. It's a strange atmosphere. Right? And so... I think, I don't know, there's there's a lot to unpack here. But first, I just want to say that, like, that project, like, if you think of the people that were involved in that project, like, some pretty awesome people were involved. But also, not just in talent-wise, but also just the quality of people. We're pretty top notch, and I'm very, very fortunate and lucky that, like, in the most of the not all, but like most of the projects I've been working on, like, I've been very lucky and fortunate enough to meet some really cool people, like genuinely nice people that I yeah. with, and and um, they're not out to, you know, stand my back in any way or anything like that. So, uh, very fortunate first and foremost, and um, like you said, it was a long time ago, and for it to be that long, but also be like Ash, like was like, it's super easy for her to just call me or email me. And like, I'm more than happy to reply and like get involved, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think that's a testament to like uh, Ash and also the project and just the whole atmosphere with that, sp- uh, with that specific project. It was just I so agree. positive. And, and that's partly why I, from that project, exactly what you're saying you always made an impression on me of like, he, I love his energy. I want to be around that. He's a great person. And I think I've always kept you in mind for like when I could call you up and work with you and stuff like that. And so when you're, when you came to mind for this, it was just like another, like, yeah, we want to work with great people. And that was a great experience on that set with such talented people. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, also also likewise, you know, like you also have this positive, you know, vibrant energy about you too. I mean, you all do. Everybody involved with this project does as well. So I'm yes. really glad that that. I'm glad that's important to us. Know, we love everybody. I know yeah. our editor Carter, everyone, everyone yeah. too. Our line producers Josh and Alex, to Seth, who's just super dry. Like everybody here is just so fun. <laughs> we have a good time. We have a good time. But maybe so, that's. But maybe that's the secret. You know, it's not about audition. I mean, it's not about taping the best audition or going into a room and knocking mm. them off, like knocking their socks off and like really impressing them. Maybe it's, it's more of 
like what's your vibe, what's your energy as a person and what you bring to set on top of like, okay, how can you craft this character? Right. Because you don't want to, you can be a phenomenal actor, but you you could also be a really bad person or you could be a jerk on set and no one wants to be around that. So Mm -mm. maybe that's the secret. Maybe it's, you have to be both a good actor, but also like a pretty genuinely nice, good person and, and, you know, try to bring good vibes with you whenever you get on set. Maybe that's. I I really agree with that. I think that Mm -hmm. that is what gets you the role because there's always going to be, especially in this town, at least, you know, 20 people that are probably equally, you know, right on par talent wise, but what's going to get you that role is probably your vibrant. People want to hang out with you. Like, and they want to talk to you on and off set. True. And there's so much time spent together, especially behind the camera. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to be working with your friends. Yeah. 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 That's true. So to liken that you have worked on so many different projects ranging from really big budgeted projects, um, like maze runner, and then also smaller projects like this, like, uh, the series you guys did together. Are there any roles that you might've been reluctant to play? Um, maybe even on a big project, but you were ultimately happy that you did. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, I did have reservations about, um, Kimmy Schmidt. Um, just because you just, you know, you, you, as an actor, you don't really know much going into a project sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. they don't give you the script. Or the sides just genuinely say like three adjective words about the person. And that's exactly. It. And sometimes you don't know what the creator of the show, what their vision for the character is going to be three episodes down or four episodes down. You, and you don't know how many episodes you're going to be in, especially like mm-hmm. in a TV show. And so I was like, I, I was really hesitant to do it, but you know, I'm glad I did it. But recently I've been, there's been like a resurgence of like kind of hate or like kind of negative uh, PR with that show in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's been okay. weird. Um, and, I, and I expected that because my, my character was heavily accented or I tried to do it and that's the direction they went in. So, I, you know, as an actor, you don't really have control over that. But um, that's the one that I was really hesitant about that. Like, I'm ultimately, I'm glad I did it. Um, but yeah, again, as an actor, you don't really know all the information. All the information is not really given to you when you audition. So you kind of have to make decisions sometimes in the dark, which luckily for me, paid, it, luckily for me, it turned out okay. But it doesn't yeah. always happen that way. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope I, I'm not like saying this wrong, but like your comedic timing and, and your moments in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt are just so fantastic. And so whether or not, you know, this specific community who sees it as a problem um, is right or wrong, regardless, like the the role you played is still a fucking fantastic role and you did it so well. Um, there should be no reason for like, you know, any hesitance on your part because it was so good. Right, right. It was just the only hesitance initially was just like, do I really want to play like a heavily accented character right mm-hmm. and yeah how, yeah how just on the surface like what that would look like and what that would yeah what that would do for mm-hmm. like the asian american community just because yes. just because it's such a it's big i don't know it's like a, it's such a trigger for me because like whenever you see an actor plays an asian 
immigrant that has a heavy yeah. accent, you're yeah. like, oh, are they making fun of us? Or like, mm. what are they trying to do here? And that's, yes. that's yeah. like, you know, when, as an actor, you get the size and you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, you can't really, you don't know for certain, like what direction they're going to go in. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right. So, for sure. Yeah. And, and then on the flip side, when, when a character is written, that's heavily accented or Asian, I guess the fine line, not making fun, but also honoring the fact like our two characters in this hop and fan are Chinese couple. And they're just so, I mean, it's not about them being Chinese. No, it's about, (laughs) right. It's just are, they just, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see with Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt where the comedy is written. I mean, they have a whole Native Americans, you know, like uh, storyline in that yeah. as well. That I'm sure people probably had something to say about it, about that as well. And I, I could see Tina Fey and her writing partner leading into stereotypes. Um, maybe to, I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. but they also come from SNL, so like everything is just like until recently or the last ten years, like you could make fun of anything, and so that's the a industry good, that's changed a good like point. overnight in terms of like when people like realize what you can and you can't say anything. <laughs> it's really I feel like the landscape of like comedy is, is always changing, but in light of like recent events and just the state of our country, it's it's changing pretty rapidly, and so it'd yeah. be very interesting to see like what people come up with in terms of comedy and all the shows and what people yeah. find offensive, non-offensive, and also this whole cancel culture and woke culture and like how they perceive things. So, yeah. Know, yeah. Just, well, y'all, I, I took an audition class. It was my first one last night and the sides we got, Ash helped me with them. Anyways, very poor quality writing. <laughs> it's very bad writing. And that was the through line with everybody. But she was like, so there is there in when you walk into the scene, the character's holding a hammer. And she was like, in light of everything that's going on, you cannot walk into this audition or tape with like any sort of weapon, like given what's going on. And of course I use like a spatula to do my audition. And I watched it back. I was like, Oh my God, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm holding this damn spatula. <laughs> this audition and the only other female also had a hammer and I'm like this is so offensive but in the moment you're not thinking it's offensive um (laughs) so just things are constantly changing I'm sure like I don't know however many 10 years ago people probably brought props to auditions and just now you can't like you have to pretend that that hammer is there because of the whole weapon thing I mean yeah it's it's crazy there's this common theme I've discussed, like I've found in, with actors that right before they get their big break, they tend to have this mentality of like, you know what, I'm done. I think I'm stepping back for a little bit. I'm going to quit. And then they get their big break. And I don't know if you know this, but I was actually in that class that you spoke for Robert DeBonzo. What? Why are you telling yeah. us now? <laughs> I was going to surprise you right here. Anyways, I was sitting in that class and I, I actually knew you from Ash from a while back, we, we met. We did really a commercial audition. Do you remember that? It was yes, like we, pretend, we probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. probably yeah. barely yeah. even said anything if anything yeah. to each other because it was a whole group. But I remember you in that class, and you shared a story um, that, if I'm remembering correctly, like you were kind of giving up right before Maze Runner, right? And then you got it. Dude, this is crazy. You just dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> you can't expect me to like just roll into this answer. What? <laughs> Yeah, so that was the first time I met you, or like, well, not really. Ish, yeah. That's crazy. That was I years know. Ago. 
It was like six years ago, at least. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, um, yeah, sorry. Getting back to your question. I think like Ash said, we, we did uh, mother lover. Um, and then um, after that, I did a bunch of YouTube stuff, YouTube productions, uh, just like Wong Fu productions, which is an Asian American uh, YouTube channel. It's really, really big. And they, they do a lot of good stories. And I've just, I just entered into this sphere of like, going from YouTube production to YouTube production. So I thought, Oh, maybe I should start my own channel. And like, I bought a camera and I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do. And then, yeah. And then I booked maze, but yeah, it was like, it was weird. And you know, I'm, I'm learning in hindsight that like an actor's career isn't like you do this, then you book something bigger and bigger and then you make it or whatever. There's none of that. And I think (laughs) that like, it comes in waves, you know, because when I first started out, I, I had nothing to my name. And then I booked, I booked a small series and I was like, okay, this is it now. I'm I've, I've, this is like the first step. And then next year I'm going to do something bigger. And then I didn't work after that. I didn't work for like a year or two. And then I started getting into YouTube and then I was like, okay, I'm riding this YouTube wave and it's going pretty well. I'm getting all these opportunities. I'm going to be like this YouTube guy. And then like, again, nothing after that. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm done. And then I luckily, luckily booked maze. And then, you know, I do, I do the whole maze thing. And then now that pandemic is here and <laughs> I'm just like, well, what's, what's going to happen. But like, mm-hmm. I just think that like, as an actor, you have to understand that like, there's no, there's no formula. There's no one map. There's no one road way to get what you want. And I think that that's, mm-hmm scary but also beautiful at the same time you know and so because you get to you get to kind of do it your own way there's no one formula to do it and so it's just reminding yourself that like when you're not busy that there's always things other things that you can do um and so i'm just really grateful that like this project came along because one it was fun it was it was nice to like work with people that i worked with before and and also it kept me occupied creatively and um yeah, that was a weird answer to your question. <laughs> no, it was not. It was a beautiful that, answer. That actually leads it right into our next question of like how the pandemic affected your 2020 acting year and then yeah. how this project came in and, and what was your experience, you know, recording the bystanders and, and the timing yeah. of that we're always amazed by as well that, you know, that kind of worked out in a way where actors could be safe in their closets at home mm-hmm. recording this. So. I remember I remember you reached out to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to work on this?" And I was like, "Yes." But then my number one thing was like, uh, I would just prefer to just do this at home because we just didn't know at the time like what was safe mm-hmm. and how we were supposed to go about COVID and everything. And you know, I would say that I really enjoyed being at home and recording, but you know, I have to say like I I really wish that we all got together yeah um, sure. one recording studio and had this one yeah. big session that would have been yeah. so cool to kind of that was the dream we had know, that vision yeah. too yeah to get that other actor's energy and vibe and then yes. just play off each other that would have been so cool but i'm still thankful that like we got yeah. to do this in a safe mm-hmm. environment and um well we also we had this giant table read that we tried to accomplish <laughs> in the very beginning yeah. with all the actors yeah yeah we were in the middle of the pandemic and hoping that it just wasn't going to crash and burn from like Wi-Fi and I know right. that was 
that was hard too. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was hard. Yeah, we were hoping to get it to work just so we could have that energy you're talking yeah. about that real time moments. But yeah, yeah it was well, I think that was that was enough. You know, you get a you get a sense of it, and you get you get a sense of like what each actor is trying to bring to the character, and you know, you you start hearing their voices when you're recording mm-hmm. your lines, even by yourself. And so, yeah, that's just, what animation is like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have to record all your lines by yourself. Are you not prompted? Well, um, I I don't have that much experience, but the ones I've worked on, one, there's a couple sessions where they bring on everybody, and you do it together. And then for like, uh, for certain episodes or for pickups, you, you do it by yourself. But like when okay. everyone's there, it's like, it's really That's fun. That's fun. Really, oh, how fun. It's really exciting. But That's I so mean, exciting. I'm just glad that like, think, thanks to like modern technology, like Zooms and this awesome mic, like we could still do this, you know? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. And like, it's sort of changed how I audition too, which is like, I just do self-tapes now. Which I love more than hate because I'm in control. I send my best take. I, you know, I get to use props if I want to. Maybe not, <laughs> not a hammer or not a spatula. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. I get to have fun with it and more control over it rather than driving in traffic, parking, worrying about parking, oh, mm. the meter, then walking into the yeah. sign in, then you're sweating and you're, and you're nervous. And you see like five people. That like, everybody else. Yeah. 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 You do this thing where you're like, but you're not wearing the right outfit and you're like, fuck. Yeah. That, that too. That too. Everyone's yeah. in, everyone's in army. Everyone's in the same. Just, <laughs> wearing a t-shirt or something. Yeah. 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 Like, Shit. Yeah. Am I too relaxed? Like what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten a ticket like, before. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so, you know, pros and cons, but I mean. Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm like, this is great. But also like, I, yeah, I miss having the like face-to-face with people. Well, because yeah. that's the the charisma you were talking about, that yes. vibrance that you book in the room. Yeah. yeah. But it's a little harder to do through a self-tape. Yeah. 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 Wait, yeah. What the, did I just hear an accent come out from you? From me? Yeah. I get that sometimes. People ask if I'm like from Europe and I'm like, I was born in New York. <laughs> So, so no, I'm American, but, um, I, that's, you're not the first to say that Whoa. So, New England, I guess. I don't know. I have kind of a mutt accent maybe because my mom's from California. My dad's from Long Island. Whoa. That was, that was interesting. I heard a little bit of it. <laughs> Wait, but so also in this time you are semi like helping launch this love and time comic book oh, yeah. app. Yeah, so like uh, my friend and I worked on this a couple years ago, but the season two of a web comic that I worked on with a friend called Love and Time uh, launched a couple of days ago, and uh, Yay, you can just thank you. You can just download that. It's it's called Tapas, like you know those little plates that you eat, like Tapas. A tapas, yeah. yeah. Tapas app, and uh, you can. It's like a web comic. You can just uh, scroll through on your phone and you can read. So that's season genius. One's, yeah, yeah season cool. one's already out. and It's free. And then season two just launched. So like every week you get one episode. And then uh, if you want early access, you spend these little coins through the app and you, you can sneak peek the episodes early. But yeah. So I you've been a YouTube again. star. You've been a Maze Runner star. And now you're going to be a comic book star. You're going to quit the business to start making comic books. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Confession time. Have you ever been a bystander and thought maybe you could help someone in a situation that happened uh, with several people around or decided not to act? Oh, man. I think this one, like, 
Okay, like every time I drive by, I drive by someone who like is pulled over or is like changing their tire or anything like that. Like I always feel guilty because I never stop, even though maybe I should. But like, but like, then I think like I'm on the freeway. Like, if I stop, like, is it more dangerous if I stop? There's more people, right? Right. right. Like, what if I stop and like they're like, no, it's okay. Like, you can go, and it's like I don't want them to feel weird about it. So it's like it's like a tricky tricky balance, I think. Freeway is very tricky. That one is very tricky, especially to these days. Everybody has cell phones, and a lot of people have. You know, it's kind of like, I got it under control. And so there's, we're kind of in that place where it's like, you know, back in, you know, my parents were growing up and stuff. It's like, you always pull over, you know, we're not carrying around cell phones, you know, you help your neighbor. And so I don't know. I wonder if that's played into it too, of us not intervening because people have access to help. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you guys are just justifying it. I mean, like, really <laughs> no, but like particularly to drive by and being a bystander. Uh, I didn't know this, but apparently truckers like are not allowed, like they'll be fired if they stop and yeah. help someone oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. I guess they've had like, you know, they get what, robbed or yeah, set up. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only thing that goes through my mind. If I stop, like, and this person's like setting me up and going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's something to think about too. I'm also just really paranoid about life. New world. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our yeah, chat thank today. You guys. Yeah. And thanks for thanks for talking. It's thanks for being incredible. Thanks, guys. Thanks for yeah. making us laugh big time. We're excited to share with you, and you can. Yeah, I'm excited fun. to uh, see how it all comes together. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't miss next week's episode with special guest Michael Hitchcock. And be sure to tune in Tuesday, June 22nd for episode six of The Bystanders. It looks like our neighbors at Noble Apartments got away with murder. Or did they? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.